Welcome to Becoming Heisenberg, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Breaking Bad on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. Good. Uh, we're here today to talk about Season 1, Episode 4 of Breaking Bad called Cancer Man. Uh, what do you think of this episode? It's an interesting one, this, because it, I like it, but it's it's kind of... Uh, uh, filling out the world a bit more i think rather than you know there's there's not as many huge sort of action changing things you're seeing a bit more kind of background and and laying out a bit more about some of the other characters and stuff it's not quite as walton jesse centered you know you you've got a lot more of the other characters in here as you're sort of getting the reveal of well, telling people about the cancer diagnosis and stuff, so so it's it's a sort of bit more world building than maybe some of the other episodes have, but it's still I thought a you know a solid episode, um, just just slightly slower maybe than some of the others we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. I perhaps agree in in some sort of way. Um, this first season definitely is a you know set up sort of bit world world building season and establishing the characters. Um, I think there's two good parts to this episode that sort of help with that um i think the whole kind of i guess family scene with walt and skylar and walt jr and yeah. hank and marine you, you've got all, all of that family there because uh, you've either got brother-in-laws or brothers or husband and wife or son or what you know that they're all you know connected in in some way shape or form um so that that was a really good scene as well and the whole um cancer reveal stuff i thought was really good so um that worked really well you've got uh two of uh jesse's friends that are introduced so i i do like in a way how because you you kind of almost back to back see the different sort of lifestyles of these characters yeah where you've got this really family the family barbecue centric sort of thing with with walt and then you cut over to jesse and he's with his two friends and um yeah, you got this whole drugs thing, and even just yeah, it's it, back, yeah, yeah, you look at even like the different styles of conversations, the different types of words that are being spoken, and that, and you see like okay, these these two guys have somehow come together to work together, uh, which neither of their you know friends or family uh, know about, and you kind of see the different contrast there. So I thought the episode did a really good job with that because that's one way of kind of showing that off without even having the characters in the same scenes, and then they do come together later in a certain certain scenes you know with the, with the money uh discussion and that and yeah. uh, you kind of see how that comes together so i thought that was good i i will say this as well with this being i think my third watch of of breaking bad i'm st- i'm liking i mean at least four episodes in <laughs> uh i'm liking hank a lot more this time around um I mean, you see some changes with that kind of maybe maybe later. We won't get into that because that's more sort of future spoilery stuff. But uh, there's something about like, I mean, there is that that thing still with Hank where like him, kind of, the way he sort of says to Walt in this episode, like, hey, if you if you do die or pass away, I'll be here for your family, and you kind of see like Walt's not really quite comfortable with that, and it's him yeah. sort of trying to push it's... his way in again. And sort of like show him up in a certain yeah, way. Yeah, it, it's it's really it, yeah, and you can see how that Walt reacts yeah, to yeah. that. It, and it's not. It actually it is a really interesting scene that because it's an and it's a beautiful bit of acting by Brian Cranston because that look says so much. Yeah. Of yeah. you know it it's just really um, you know and I don't think it is Hank trying to to 
sort of edges way in particularly i think he's genuinely trying to reassure walt that you know don't worry if the worst happens your family will be looked after and but but it's sort of i don't think hank realizes how emasculating that feels to walt yeah and yeah you know, because it's Walt's job to look after his own family, and you're sort of implying that he won't, you know, he might not be able to do that. And there's so much that goes on in, in it's a what, couple of seconds of that look that you get of Walt is just, it, it's such a masterful bit of acting, uh, mm-hmm. just face acting that. Yeah, because you can see such a contrast between. Hank and Walt themselves, you know, Hank loves his job, loves working with his with with his mate at mm. work. He gets on relatively well with his wife and that. And then you look at Walt; he used to enjoy his job a lot. Uh, you know, the, the chemistry stuff, and you saw that with the flashback last week with uh, Gretchen. Um, yeah. And then you cut to now, where like he, you know, quit his his car washing job. He hates that. He's not getting along well with his wife. His son doesn't really like him that much, as we see in the episode. And he's kind of going through more of a midlife crisis. Whereas Hank's like, yeah, I love my job. I love taking these people down. My wife's there supporting me. I can somehow actually talk to both at the same time in certain scenes. And <laughs> you, you can see the the contrast between there, which I think is really cool as well. So uh, overall, I, I do agree with what you're saying in a certain way. It does kind of slow down things a little bit. But to me, it's it's much more of a sort of, okay, you're introduced to Jesse's new friends or you know introduced to his friends for the first time. And then you see the contrast between him and um, Walt's family as well, which I found really interesting. So, uh, I think yeah, it was... I, I mean, it, yeah, it's not necessarily a criticism of it being, you know, it, mm-hmm. it being a slower episode, it, more an observation. I mean, you, at some point you do need to build out these worlds and you need episodes like this to do yeah. that, I yeah. think. Um, it just it did feel like you know compared to the other two episodes where you're you know they're, they're dealing with dead bodies and they're cooking and all that sort of stuff it did feel like a slower episode but i think you also need to have a bit of breathing space maybe before the next big thing happens and you need that time to be able to introduce a few characters and build out the world a bit more yeah. you know so yeah, i mean in terms of breathing space as well i mean walk just killed someone for the first time and now, exactly. like, and now, like yeah. you're having these establishing sort of quieter scenes where, like, there's still dramatic things happening. I mean, like you're talking about the main character potentially dying from cancer and how that affects the family and that. So you're yeah. dealing with different with different stuff this week, but um, yeah. So anyway, I I thought well, it was a, a one, good... yeah. One thing I I wasn't sure about, and I honestly can't remember. Did we ever find out what happened to Crazy Eight's body? Yeah, because they had the whole thing with him, them, them dealing with the cousin's body, and then now they've just murdered Crazy Eight as well, and the body's gone when Jesse gets back to the house, uh, and I can't remember whether we ever find out what happened with that. Hmm. No, I don't remember them establishing that either, but uh, I don't know. Maybe Walt just took care of it in the proper way as opposed well, to what yeah, well, did. I don't quite, know. quite possibly yeah. yeah i mean there is possibly that it just yeah given that they made such a big thing of the one body you do wonder why they decided not to do anything about crazy x body yeah yeah so. i suppose so so um we'll see where that ends up going but um yeah that's pretty much all the pre-talk we want to do uh let's get into the episode Hey guys, what's up? This is Donnie, and I host the Adulting with Donnie podcast. 
And this is not the show to listen to if you're trying to be a better adult. I started this podcast as a way to offload some thoughts uh, that I have throughout the week. My topics vary widely every week. Movies I've seen, guns and gun control, sex, people that are stupid, why I don't care about celebrity opinions, TV shows, snowmobiling. The list goes on and on. I'm always taking topic suggestions from fans of the show, too. So join me each week on Adulting with Donnie as I pour some bourbon and allow you to see the inner workings of the mind of a madman. Live free and rant hard. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we are Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. For as long as people have been communicating, they have been talking about who did what to whom, and is that socially acceptable? Because the boundaries of society, crime, and entertainment have always gone hand in hand. The more salacious, the weird, the better. From books and movies, to television shows and games, we look at how life and art imitate and inform one another. And we can't get together and not laugh. So let's face it. There's going to be laughing. (laughs) Killer Fun is available anywhere you listen to podcasts. So join us. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and it will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier that gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Uh, so Hank and his DEA team have a meeting over the disappearance of Emilio and Crazy Eight. Speaking of the two of those characters you just mentioned. Uh, the latter of whom is revealed to have uh, been their informant. Uh, Hank also reports on the discovery of a um, of 90, 99.1% pure methamphetamine. Uh, although the DEA has no leads. Hank believes the product is good enough to make someone Albuquerque's new meth kingpin. And as he's saying this we cut over to Walt brushing his teeth. Uh, as the audience we know that it's him. And uh, Hank has no idea of course. Neither does really anybody else at this point. So, um, yeah. again, a good kind of contrast is like, okay, you do have this whole awkward situation where obviously Walt knows, you know, his, his brother's a DEA agent. Uh, Jesse, I'm pretty sure, knows that as well. And um, you're getting this scene where, like, Walt's not really aware that this is happening necessarily. And, um, you know, he's got this situation to deal with where he knows the chemistry. Jesse knows the business, therefore they started this deal, but then he knows obviously that his brother is a DEA agent, which has been a problem since the beginning, so it's a, it's an interesting contrast between the two of them. Again, kind of showing in a way like, Hank clearly loves this. He, he loves, you know, looking yeah, for yeah. people and hunting people down and trying to work out like, okay, who's this new guy? Where's this, you know, pure uh, meth come from and all that? And then we see Walt who's kind of like, 
still in his kind of moody sort of state or whatever in in his midlife crisis kind of like state so uh, again literally in the first scene they kind of um showed the different contrast between the two of them which i think is really cool so um yeah just i don't know i don't know what it is some there's something about um i guess this earlier uh version i suppose of hank um i'm just enjoying him kind of enjoying his job and and uh you know trying to look yeah. for people and that sort of thing so it's uh it's pretty good uh what do you think of this yeah i i thought the um the cut to walter particularly at the end of it was just lovely and yeah. i i like the fact that they have little funny moments like that in this you know it's <laughs> uh, the humor is generally quite dark but there are some great humorous moments in that and i thought that was one of them the editing actually and the direction in this episode i thought was superb you know they, they, there's some great little bits and pieces that they utilize in um at various points you know just cleverly putting cuts and stuff like that i i thought they did a really amazing job with it this time um i mean it's it's generally good throughout but i particularly noticed it this episode mm-hmm. um but yes this this opening scene i do like hank as a character i find him very watchable and just yeah like you say he loves his job he loves what he's doing he loves getting bad guys um and you know, you see later on when he finds out about the cancer diagnosis, he sort of doesn't quite know how to handle that. And he's having to be kind of softer than he usually is. And, and yeah. I don't think that's that comfortably with him either. So, yeah, it's 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 really interesting. And it's great to see him in this sort of um, in, in this meeting. And, yeah, the the end of that scene I just thought was great. Yeah, yeah, it's good with the with the editing and cutting to wall afterwards and uh, all that sort of thing. But yeah, just you can just see. I mean, it comes from Dean Norris's acting, just the determination on his face of like, I'm gonna catch this guy, and I'm gonna enjoy it when I do. Because uh, you you got yeah. you got slightly smaller scenes last week of like, okay, him uh, competing with with Gomez or Gomi um to like find the the meth or whatever in the car and then this like full-on okay we, we're doing a manhunt basically of like okay who is this new guy and crazy and emilio have, have gone and they've they've disappeared they don't know yet that they're dead obviously but um no it's a it's a good opening scene so to, to, especially to set what uh what happens later in the episode as well so um Meanwhile, uh, yeah. Walt tells um, Hank, Marie, and Walt Jr. about his cancer, and Skylar was told in the previous um, off-screen scene as well. We got the ending of last week's episode, which is him saying to Skylar, uh, I need to tell you something. Obviously, it was that. And then we just see, we cut to this scene um, with all of them basically having this family cu- uh, family barbecue um, style type of thing, and uh, Skylar just starts crying um and uh Walt sort of sits there and is just you know really nervous and then she walks off and then she says uh ask him meaning Walt and yeah then, yeah he tells them about uh what's going on yeah that again was quite an interesting scene because you know she breaks down into tears walks off and you you have this quizzical kind of look from Marie who's you know, obviously there's a certain amount of concern and anger and yeah, maybe a potential little bit of anger in there because she doesn't know what Walter's done. And yeah. when when she walks off, you kind of like, well, you know, has he had an affair? Is he, you know, there's there's a whole range of things that he might have done. Has he blown all their money on something? You know, um, usually one of those two things. He's yeah, a, affair or like he's I don't know, got a gambling problem or a drinking problem or yeah, or yeah, something you know, like that. Yeah, um, they. they 
so you don't you don't really know and then of course he comes out and says he's got cancer and i thought again hank's reaction here was there was a great reaction shot of dean's norris which dean norris on sat at the table on that and i thought that was worked really well mm-hmm. um yeah no that's it's just an interesting little scene that and again you've also got the the little kind of bickering between hank and walt when you know Walt's cooking and he kind of phases out for a second and then Hank comes over and talks about him burning the chicken and then sort of shouts uh, uh, across the sort of skylight, hey, have you got any more chicken? Walt's going to need some more. You know, so there's more kind of ribbing and stuff there, um, which sort of shows that relationship a bit more as well. So it's, it's all good stuff of sort of, you know, building what the relationships are between these characters. Mm-hmm. I do find it specifically interesting with Walt Jr. how, like, in these... Because um, after he tells everyone and then you get the little cut of um, Walt Jr. in his room listening to music, obviously trying to, like, I don't know, calm himself down or process or think or a combination of all of those things. Um, and then you get this separate scene later, which we'll get into later with him uh, kind of confronting his dad about it. And then you get the scene yeah. even later on when they talk about like the money for the cancer treatment and stuff. I do kind of like how they, they separated that a little bit. And it's at first it's like, you because d- you don't get really any reaction from Walt Jr. And then you cut to the scene with him in his bedroom kind of processing things or, or whatever's kind of going through, through his mind. Um, and then you get the more kind of, you know, the the louder character of the group which is which is um hank him kind of sitting down with with walt and having this sort of brotherly conversation and, and then you get the the whole look of like uh when he says you know don't worry if 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 you die or whatever I'll, I'll take care of your family and then like you said with the whole i guess alpha male thing kind of coming into it and whatnot you see that just that look that dagger sort of look from um from Walt of like oh great you're you're kind of gonna gonna step in as the man you know that the man of the man of the family or whatever uh and like take care of everything because I won't be able to um and and like like you kind of said in the in the little pre-talk thing in a way this is Hank trying to so, sort of softer sort of say like because he's usually you know this very out there kind of character and he's very loud and all that and in this scene he has to be you know a lot calmer and sort of change himself a little bit or just be a little bit different towards his brother and he's not trying to be this sort of brooding man in a way of being like i'm going to take care of your family it's it's from hank it's it's meant to come across as like look this is bad and all that and like i'm gonna subtly take care of your family but Walt doesn't Mm. quite see it that way and you you understand why because like in as you saw in the pilot episode when he's kind of showing him up on his birthday and like, oh, the gun's heavy for you and all that, all that sort of thing, and how that kind of comes together in this scene, I think is is told really, really well. So, um, what do you think of that? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Um, no, I mean, I, I think sort of uh, throughout it's been pretty good. Uh, I, you know, um, and and the. Yeah, the the stuff with Walt Junior, as you said, the the later on, the later on stuff where he confronts him, I thought was uh, was really quite interesting. But we'll yeah. talk about that a bit more when we get to that scene. I think. Yep. Uh, let's switch to our other character. Jesse smokes Walt's meth with two friends, uh, and flees his house the next morning when he halluc- he he hallucinates. Sorry, two religious uh, evangelists um, at his door. Uh, but he sees them as armed bikers with grenades and yeah. and you know this this was a, 
This was another little kind of really nice bit of editing, I thought, here, where you see the sort of paranoia and they're kind of quick cutting and kind of mm. time jumping what he sees. And I thought that was that was quite a nice way of showing him clearly in the midst of this like drug induced paranoia. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I'd forgotten about that scene. I really like that. I thought that was because I was, you know, they were walking towards him and like, I don't remember this. And then, oh, yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, one thing I specifically wrote down as well. Um, I thought this was a great response from Jesse because he's he's nervous about trying to yeah, yeah. explain what's going on. Dadger asks uh, about Je- Jesse about the ceiling, and Jesse says the house is settling. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's really what's going they... on. Just yeah. don't question it. Yeah, the two of the guys are too stupid to go. Wait a minute, you know that they they kind of. I mean, they they kind of roll with it and just don't go, you've got a massive hole in the ceiling. What yeah. are you talking about? Mm. Yeah. The house is certainly... That, that's crazy. such a brilliant response. Yeah. And yeah. and like I said about this, we'll talk about the arm, the bikers, and Jesse kind of running away in a minute. Um, I, I just love the, the just the difference in dialogue here, like the, the words they're using and, you know, the, the way they're yeah, talking. Yeah. And even, like, the, the state of the house as compared to Walt's house as well it's not one that's like looked after particularly and there's like stuff everywhere and uh, even just as far as like I, I suppose the lighting as well I mean this isn't a place that Jesse wants to be well lit because he doesn't want people to go there and find all sorts of things probably you know like yeah. like the hole in the ceiling and you know the the, the uh, weed and all sorts of the drugs that are there so there's a lot of different contrast between this this just like the general presentation of the scene and how the characters act and then that sort of thing uh, with Jesse compared to Walt so uh, I yeah. thought that was really good as well. Um, yeah, you meet uh, I'm sure it's Badger Badger and uh, Skinny Pete are. Uh, in this scene as well so uh yeah we get introduced to them for the first time so like like we said uh earlier this is kind of a um establishing episode as well this is the first time we meet those is characters it, it's not badger actually is it, not is, badger? It, is it it is no it's skinny, skinny pete, pete definitely yeah. and uh i'm not sure who the other character was it's badger the other uh, one then Badger's one. Yeah, of them, Badger's. Is, yeah, ba- Badger is one of the other friends, but that wasn't Badger. It was one of his other mates. Um, yeah, but I and I I didn't remember him particularly. But mm. yeah, it's a bit more of a smaller character. Um, but no, I thought this was a good scene. Um, and like I said, you can just see the differences between the two of them. Uh, so speaking about the just a very comedic scene with these bikers and that, we see that it's just these religious people with um, a leaflet and that, but. In a way, as clumsy as Jesse can kind of be and him kind of fumbling his way through with the explanation of kind of what's going on and obviously his friends here aren't really kind of like paying attention much and, and that sort of thing because no one, no one questions him about like the house is settling and, and that sort of thing. <laughs> it It is interesting in a way of he, he thinks he sees these two bikers who are clearly coming to kill him or at least from what Jesse thinks he's seeing. And he has like the this stuff in in his uh, speakers and that, and he's ready to just like jump over the wall. And he's he's clearly got a plan in place. And for as clumsy as a character as Jesse can be, which we saw with the whole box thing and you know making a hole in his ceiling and all that sort of stuff, it is quite interesting to see that Jesse does have this plan in place. He's not entirely yeah. like he's not incompetent. Um, he's just kind of clumsy and silly in a certain way. Uh, what do you yeah. think, what do you think of Jesse's kind of plan here? 
Well, I mean, I, I think I think plan is possibly slightly too strong a word for it. I think he has a very, very, very strong sense of self-preservation and more than anything else, hmm. you know. And, you know, I, I don't think I don't think he necessarily has a a a solid plan as such. I think, you know, he just knows where his drugs is. He knows that his drugs are easily accessible. He can get out of the house. And I don't know whether going to his parents were his first choice or, or you know, whether he drove Just around a bit and thought that was like yeah. kind of where I can go in an emergency. Uh, so I'm not sure. Combo Ortega, by the way, I think is the other guy Combo. that's in right. that's in that scene. Um, who is in the first few seasons um, I, and does actually have quite a key role, I think, later on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But but yes, it's Combo. I think is the other character in that scene. So Combo Badger and and Skinny Pete. So yeah. Uh, but we meet the two of them there. Um. So do you think I'm giving Jesse too much credit here? Possibly. <laughs> I I think so. I I think it is less of a plan and more just a very very strong sense of self preservation more than anything else. Hmm. You know, and yeah. it is house. He knows where everything is. He knows where he can how he can escape out of it um and but remember he's high as anything on the, at the time as well so you know but I, I i think it's just him knowing his way around and you know having the foresight to grab his drugs as well so yeah yeah i mean if he like needs to leave in an emergency and he does need to get money down the line at least he's got like something he can try to sell i suppose which is i guess part yeah. of the maybe plan maybe sort of plan uh cool that's that scene as well uh so good stuff there with jesse and good kind of comparison between jesse and walt just such a difference between the two of them uh moving back to walt's family skylar makes an appointment with one of the top oncologists i think that's how you say that word in the country even though the family can't afford him but there's she's sort of trying to inquire or figure it out later walt says he will take um the money out from his pension but he actually uses some of the money taken from crazy eight uh in the desert which he keeps hidden in an air conditioning uh duck or vent thing at his house uh as he's doing this as he's getting the money or trying to sort it out and he loses some of it or whatever uh walt jr berates his father for acting weird and uh, nonchalant about his cancer so he's just sort of confused about his dad's attitude about the whole thing yeah um uh, yeah, we'll talk about this guy Ken in a minute as well and his kind of uh, what happens there. Um, yeah, like I said, really interesting kind of separate way to um, have the confrontation between uh, Walt and his son Walt Jr. as well. You know, he's kind of he's kind of almost not dismissed in the earlier scene, but he's not in that earlier scene when they're in the in the, in the front room or and that sort of no. thing. And, and you get no. the glimpse of like. You know, like I said, with him listening to music and stuff, but he does go and confront confront his dad later, and uh, I I quite like the scene because um, even though as much of a major character as Walt Junior is, he's not involved in as much as what you might kind of expect, and he's from, from sort of like what I remember, he's a little bit, he's sort of like one of them characters that like sits on the sidelines a little bit, but then when he comes out to say something. It's quite meaningful, like his conversation here with his dad, and like his, yeah. you know, uh, what he says later on about the cancer treatment and all that. Um, but yeah, he catches kind of Walt's off guard, I suppose, and uh, Walt's trying to sort of just say like, "Hey, what's going on?" and just try and have a normal conversation, and then he kind of comes out with that. So uh, interesting stuff. What do you think of uh, the conversation and relationship here? Yeah, I, I think 
it's interesting when you get this sort of stuff from Walt Jr. Because this is a kid who's had to fight his entire life. You know, he's yeah. got cerebral palsy and, and you know, he, he understands that every day is a struggle and you have to fight things. And then you've got, you know, his dad gets this cancer diagnosis and he's Walt's not getting kind of mad or, or doesn't appear to be getting kind of mad or angry about it. And the, I, when, when they're talking about the doctor stuff later on, I entirely get why he blows at him at that point, you know, because it's almost insulting to Walt Jr. Mm. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I think yeah, Walt, Walt Jr. is like, yeah, I'm bored with this thing. I've had to survive with it every single day. And, you know, I have to fight to do things. And you're basically you arguing about the money for the doctors and you're prepared to basically roll over and die. And, you know, you don't seem to be wanting to fight for yourself. And and that is almost a personal insult to Walt mm. Jr., you know, to, yeah. to Junior. He's, he's really... I, so I, I really get why... It's nice, quite a nice bit of writing that. I get why he's he's so angry and annoyed about it. Because not only is he potentially going to lose his father, his father doesn't seem to want to fight for it. And, and yeah, that... that I, I think it's it's quite interesting the way as you say they kind of slot this in at various points in the episode and, I, and you sort of see the anger build as as it every time they come to him but you know even the bit where he's just sat on the bed with the headphones you can see that's him sort of sat there processing you know yeah yeah no it's, it's great stuff from uh is it rj mitt is that his name yes yeah. yeah um it's it's great acting from him and like you kind of said last week he really doesn't get i mean when when people talk about the acting performances of breaking bad his name just doesn't really come up um a whole lot it's usually well certain actors who are in the show later you probably mm. know who i'm talking about and obviously you know with aaron paul and uh brian cranston and, and everybody so it's uh it's pretty good stuff from there uh, Walt. Uh, when Walt goes to his uh, credit union to put the cash in a um, cashier's check, his parking spot is stolen by a rich, obnoxious man named Ken. Ken annoys Walt and the rest of the customers uh, with his loud, obnoxious, um, and inappropriate uh, cell phone conversation. So that's that's kind of planting the seed for later on. This guy is just—he he doesn't care what he says around anybody. And there's there, there could be kids in this building, or there could be anybody in this building, and. Yeah, even as far as, like, the people at the tills who are having conversations, it's like, okay, I want to put this in this account and whatever, and he's just walking around. He He's probably... Yeah. And I'm going to relate this to modern day. He's probably somebody that wouldn't wear a mask. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, it, 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 so. He's probably. He, I mean, he's probably somebody, like, he wouldn't distance, he wouldn't wear a mask, he would just probably be... I mean, I saw someone in he's the shop asshole. like that it's last basically, week. Basically, so, yeah. Yeah. He's... Um, he's... I mean, it's difficult to tell exactly what he does, but he's you know he's talking about having access to some of the best lawyers and all this sort of stuff. And yeah, you know, he's saying about like, oh, if I left this firm and just walked through into this one, I would get like forty thousand dollars or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, you, you can see again. Sort of speaking of like, yeah, speaking <laughs> of contrast, you can see like, okay, Walt's trying to desperately get this money, and this guy's just like blabbing about how rich he is and how great he is, and uh, yeah, yeah. Again, look looks wise from Brian Cranston, you know, acting as uh, Walter here. <laughs> um, you can see it coming around again. Uh, yeah. You cut, you kind of saw it a little bit earlier. Um, 
with the Hank scene, and you can definitely see it this time with uh, with Ken. So um, we'll put it, we'll put a pin in that, and then get to that yeah. uh, with some well, flaming cars later. <laughs> should should mention the character of Ken. I was looking up some background on the episode. The character of Ken, I've forgotten or just hadn't realised, pops up in Better Call Saul in uh, episode two point one of Tim. <laughs> he apparently pops up in that in Better Call Saul as well. Okay. Huh. I, I'm guessing it's just a sort of cameo thing with him doing the same sort of thing because I, I don't remember particularly. But yeah. but yeah, it's it's the same. It's the the same Ken Wins character. So yes, his number plate in it, Ken Wins. Yeah, you you, you know you even you just have to look at that sort of number plate and you know what type of person <laughs> that is. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, you put you put your own name Wins on your own car, uh, which he doesn't have later on. So we'll talk about that yes. later. Uh, Jesse ends up fleeing to his parents' house, like we discussed earlier, where he sleeps for an entire day. He attempts to bond with his overachieving little brother, Jake. Uh, that night, Jesse gets a phone call from one of the friends who smoked Walt Smith, uh, who says that he knows a lot of wealthy people who are looking to score drugs and are willing to pay top dollar for, for the high-quality meth he cooked, the 99.1% thing. Uh, the next day, Jesse visits. Uh, we'll talk about that later, actually. Um, yeah. So yeah, you get this whole this whole thing with um, Jesse and his parents, and he's kind of trying to make this conversation about like, oh, you got new patio, and my foot's stuck in one of them. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't say <laughs> that, but his foot gets stuck in it, and it creates this like awkward scene for him. And yeah, you get the the mother basically, who's sort of saying about like, okay, should we give him another chance? We've done this again, and you can tell this has probably been happening for quite a few years. Yeah. Um, yeah. and you look at the difference between like, okay, you've got his little brother who's like, okay, he's doing soccer practice, and he's got all these uh, trophies yeah. and stuff, and Jesse's the brother that dropped out of school or got thrown out of school or whatever, and just and didn't really achieve much. And um, I really like the scene in uh in jake's uh bedroom where he's like looking at the different trophies and stuff and yeah he's trying his hardest to just make some sort of bond or relationship with jake and you can just see the differences between them one's this like um you know underachieving kind of um uh drug uh you know drug um, dealer and all that sort of thing and then you've got jake who's much younger in his life and has probably already done more with his life than what Jesse has, and you can just see the differences between them, which I think is quite interesting. And uh, yeah, even even as far as like before Jesse actually gets there, the conversation between the parents and Jake, and then the conversations between the parents and uh, Jesse as well, um, you can kind of see that as well. So I I thought this was good. Yeah, you know, you've got like family stuff from both sides in this episode. You've got the the family stuff with Walt, and then you've got the completely different family stuff with uh, Jesse and his family. I thought it was great. So what do you think of this um, first scene with them? Because we do have a bit yeah, later the, on as well. Yeah, the the introduction into this, I, I, I like the sort of, you know, let's just say he climbs over the wall or you know, comes into the garden and he's like, oh, you've got new patio furniture and gets tangled up in it, which, which is, is a great sort of little introduction because it does imply that he hasn't been there for quite a while. And, you know, the patio furniture that he's, presumably landed on after climbing into the garden yeah. uh, did, wasn't there the last time he was there. So, you know, I, I quite like that as a sort of little, you know, opening thing that sort of gives you an idea that this, he's not been there very often. And I, again, you've got this juxt this huge juxtaposition between, you know, the, the parents family, 
you know, then you've got Waltz and then you've got Jesse and there's, you know, the interesting sort of difference of, you know, arguably I think Jesse's parents are probably better off than Waltz family. You know, they, they certainly seem to be in a bigger house and, you know, far more affluent and, um, so yeah, you've got this sort of these interesting kind of different looks at different levels of society there. And, uh, it just, you know, it's weird that Jesse seems to come from that sort of thing. But then, you know, he is living in, what was it, his grandmother's or his aunt's house or something that he's inherited. Uh, and that's where he's, you know, so there was, there was clearly sort of early on, there was some sort of money floating around in that family. Yeah. Uh, but the, the conversations with the little brother, uh, who, you know, particularly when you were first introduced to him, where they're kind of arguing about, you know, or discussing whether he should go with the, 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 um, what was it? The oboe or the piccolo, I think, <laughs> the things that, you know, he was, sort of do you which should he be playing because he's so awesome at both um and it's just sort of interesting seeing that whilst the parents mean well there is obviously quite a lot of pressure and they have this conversation that yeah between jake and jesse which was this really nice sort of moment between the two of them where you know Jesse mentions Jake being the favorite son and Jake's like, you're kidding me, aren't you? All they do is talk about you, you know, this, Mm. uh, I thought that that's kind of quite interesting just to show that the parents, well, on the surface, they should be great parents. Clearly they've been making mistakes going along with these kids, you know, because they're over pressuring the younger kid as a sort of compensating for the fact that Jesse, they screwed up some or jesse got screwed up so badly for whatever reason you know um it, it's it's just a really interesting dynamic there i think mm-hmm. i still to this day would really you, you couldn't do it with um brian and aaron but i would really like to see uh i don't know if it'd be like a whole series or maybe like an el camino film style type of thing i'd really like to see a prequel thing with okay what what did happen with with jesse at school and how was that really because we've we've heard about it and there's been conversations about it between various different characters but i i'd kind of like to i mean it probably would fit with like a two-hour el camino style type of thing Mm. um but i I would quite like to see that as well because we've discussed a lot of times in better call soul the um soul goodman prequel as well um about like okay what what other little stories could you tell in this world and that sort of thing and that that's one i'd still like to see but i did i just don't really think you can do it with aaron and with brian and then you've no. got and then you've got to get into the difficult thing about like okay who's going to play the younger versions of those characters and then that's always going to be you never going you're never going to satisfy everyone it's, with that it's, answer yeah so. the difficulty is you could probably play it with brian um not i mean it if it would be focused around jesse i think because yeah, what you yeah. what you'd be looking at is jesse's descent from being from coming from that family to, to descending to to becoming the drug dealer so you'd be it's that sort of trajectory you're following and i think you could put brian Cranston in there because you could de-age him reasonably well i think uh, I think Maybe. it's more difficult to do that with Aaron Paul. I don't think it's necessarily impossible. It just you, you, you'd you maybe would have to have a younger version, and maybe Aaron Paul playing a kind of older version. It depends if how much of his life you're going to show, really. Mm. Um, you know, maybe you could you could have a mix, but 
I don't know. Um, it, that would be quite an interesting little story. I think, like you say, not a full series, maybe a movie, but that would be an interesting little bit to see of sort of how Jesse went from coming from that affluent family to descending into the drug dealer. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I've always wanted to see. So, who knows what the future holds? It's up to uh, Vince and Peter, probably. So, because uh, I'm sure Brian and Aaron will be up for doing it. It just depends on if they actually ever decided to to create that. But yeah. we'll see. Uh, the next day, Jesse visits uh, Walt to quote touch base, but kicks Jesse out. Jesse then gives Walt half of his meth profit, the four thousand, which he uses later as well. Um, <laughs> Yeah, interesting scenes I mean, with the with the two of them. Like we've we've just had in this episode a bunch of different family and friends scenes where where you've seen the different contrast between the two of them. Then they actually come back together again to kind of have this well ar- argument uh, sort of conversation about like okay, w- what do we do next? And uh, Jesse kind of mentioning about um, you know his his friend, uh, some people that he works with, and his friends. They're really interested in the meth and. Walt's just like not having any of it and uh, it, it was a good kind of yeah good, great little sort of scene between the two of them and then just it, the, it is yeah and then just the sort of almost sarcastic way of like okay I, I do have your money here I didn't just waste it all and then just kind of throws it at him so yeah yeah I was going to say yeah well 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 doesn't so much give us throw like four thousand dollars at him you know <laughs> um it is it it is a really interesting scene because you you think about it from Walt's point of view he's like they killed two people mm. you know I mean yeah. they were drug dealers but they did kill two people in the course of cooking that meth their first so yeah. they yeah it's his very first deal it's that he did not in any way go smoothly you know they potentially almost got caught by the cops you know or certainly thought they were going to be it was, you know, they cook the stuff, but then they end up having to kill two people and he's been held at gunpoint and they had to chain one up. I mean, the litany of things that went wrong. And then Jesse shows up and goes, hey, well, if you'd like to cook some more, you know, I'm just saying we could, I know people, we could sell it. And you're like, get out. <laughs> you know, you sort of, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy that, it's almost crazy that that like Jesse would actually go and say, go back to him and say, "Oh yeah, but you, you know, do you want to cook again after everything that's happened?" But you know, Jesse needs Jesse wants the money. You know, he wants he he knows the product's good and he wants more of it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's good. It's a good scene between the two of them, uh, yeah. especially like you, you kind of build up to it in in a different way uh, of like you see what's going on in their lives individually. And then they still yeah. basically do need each other at the end of the day to, to make these uh, deals kind of go forward and that. So, um, no, I thought it was a good scene. And, you know, as always, great acting from Aaron Paul and uh, Brian Cranston. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh, the oncologist tells Walt that the cancer has spread to his lymph nodes. I think yes. that's how you say that. Uh, but there is a chance that, and, uh, that it's still treatable with uh, chemotherapy, basically. And in this scene, you kind of get... You know, this really hopeful kind of version of Skylar where she's like, you know, doing the, the tap on Walt's leg and that and like, hey, look, it's going to it's going to work. And you can just see again this kind of doubt on uh, on Walt's face. And he's kind of starting to think about the money and, well, everything that's kind of going on. You know, he's got chemo and he's not getting on with his son and he's just had this conversation with his drug dealer and that's not going well. And um, 
he's kind of got this like you know secret money kind of kind of hanging around and that so i thought that was uh that was an interesting little scene um but yeah i mean in in the show at, at a lot of different points Walt's cancer is a little bit more quiet but it is you know one of the main thrusts of the series i think i, me- I remember when you said what was it in the pilot episode about like you know if he has free healthcare like we do in the uk then maybe the yeah the whole series is, doesn't happen and it yeah, goes this, this is going back to that basically yeah so. this this series would not exist in the uk you could i mean this this would be a half hour episode if you made if that if you made it in the uk you know because yeah. it's like i've got cancer okay then go to the doctors and get chemotherapy yeah i mean it's it's something that could only really happen in the u.s Mm. because the the only thing you'd really get is like the characters battle with the cancer you wouldn't get any of the money making you know drug dealing meths you you wouldn't get any of that it would be it would be a very sad season series about a chemistry teacher battling cancer i mean that's that's all it would be Mm -hmm. um you know it it would you wouldn't have any of the drug dealing stuff in there because do, you know there's no reason for it to be there because he doesn't need to make the money so yeah yeah uh, so what do you think of the scene with uh, the doctor here or the oncologist um yeah reasonable little scene um it's more the stuff that comes after this i think you know i mean you can you get to sort of start of of you it's this sort of thing with skylar being kind of quite upbeat and walt clearly is just sort of concerned about how much is this going to cost am i going to leave my family in debt you know and this is that that's his kind of main concern which should never be your concern when you're there for cancer treatment yeah that should be the last thing you need to be worried about you know Mm. yeah more about your survival and health and yeah not so uh speaking of that next scene at home walt expresses his doubts about the chemo since it will cost around ninety thousand dollars and if he still dies he will leave the family with all that debt Walt Jr., uh, hinting at a scene, you know, the scene that we've hinted at earlier, um, goes into his dad saying that, you know, if you're not going to do this, you should just kind of die now instead of going through all of this and, you know, uh, speaking about his kind of his attitude and stuff. So we, we've talked, we've referenced this scene quite a lot already in the podcast, but yeah, as you said, with him dealing with, is it cere- cerebral palsy? Is that how you say Cerebral that? palsy, yeah. Cerebral palsy and him kind of, he's been fighting with that all his life and his dad's just got this concern about like okay if this is going to cost all this and then we actually do pay it and i still do die and like yeah walt jr just comes out with like okay you might as well just kind of die now then it's uh it's an out there kind of scene and you do see obviously with uh more with um skylar's reaction she's the more kind of emotion one of the more emotional characters in the scene um and she just kind of can't believe what her son's just come out with and you you can see again on walt's face about like Okay, he can't, he he gets what his son is kind of pointing out, but um, there's there's a lot of different points in it. I think there's probably three or four different points in this episode with Walt and just his facial reactions to lots of different mm. things, like Hank and then this Ken guy at the at the bank and all that, and then again uh, with the oncologist, and then again with uh, Walt Junior in in this scene. So it's uh, it's one that's quite out there, but um, I guess Walt Junior's right in a certain way. And especially in terms of, um, you know, his his fight with what he's been what he's been dealing with. So uh, it's a scene we already talked about a little bit. But uh, any other thoughts on it? No, I mean, yeah, we've we have talked about this a little bit so far, and I I think again, it's it's uh, RJ Mitts 
sort of delivery of it and, and just the anger that you've seen with Walt mm. Jr. build throughout the whole episode and then it just kind of pours out at this point because I, as I say I think that the fact that Walt is kind of even you know considering not really fighting or he's concerned about the money and he's not kind of thinking I will do anything to get through this he's almost a personal insult to Walt Jr. I think I think you know he's he's because this is a kid that's fought every day for it, for to, to you know get up and do things, and you know we've seen little glimpses of this when he's like in the changing room in the previous episodes, and you know stuff like that. You've seen little bits of what just day to day struggle things are for him, mm. and then you know his dad's got this diagnosis, and and he's either seems to be ignoring it or he's he's just you know he's not putting up the fight that Walt Junior wants to see. Yeah, and he, it just not... blows in him, and it's just yeah. Mm. I I think it's it's really it it's quite shocking when it comes out. But the more you look at it, the more you think, yeah, I can understand why he's so angry. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's just the fact that you know Walt Junior is his dad isn't reacting the way he wants him to, in the way he should be, because uh, you know the the difference of fight between the two of them, I suppose. So. Uh, that's that. Uh, at the Pinkman residence, a housekeeper finds a joint in Jesse's room, resulting in his parents kicking him out. It turns out that the joint uh, belonged to Jake, who thanks Jesse for taking the fall for him. While Jesse is waiting for his uh, cab outside, um, after his parents kick him out for the marijuana, Jake comes out asking for his joint back, which Jesse throws on the floor, stumps, and he says something like, "It was only skunk weed," I think he says. Um, yeah, and kind of does him a favor because he doesn't give him back the thing to to smoke with, which who knows what kind of path that could lead down. Um, I mean, Jesse's made yeah. the right decision here because he knows his brother's got this bright future, and he doesn't want you know drugs to be thrown into the mix with that and and that sort of thing. And um, I can't remember if we see more of Jake or the parents later. I can't specifically remember, but we, it's it's Jesse helping his brother it. to continue on on the good path that he's on. So, I, I can't remember whether we see Jake again. We do see the parents again, I think, at some point. Possibly, but um, yeah, it—it's sort of it is. I mean, Je- Jesse's doing the right thing, but again, it's an interesting thing of sort of showing this rich affluent family, and you know, they're seemingly doing all the right things, but you—they're piling way too much pressure onto this kid. <laughs> Yeah. And, yeah. and weed is the way that he seems to like to react and I mean, you know, relax. And he's, I mean, Jake's got, what, he, he can't have been more than, what, 12 with that? Doesn't say around crazy. that age, yeah. 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 Roughly. So, uh, sort, sort of a young yeah. teenager. He's probably in, yeah. I was going to say secondary school. I don't know what they call that in the US because yeah. they've got 12, grades 12, or whatever. Maybe. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, so, uh, so probably in the sort of, slightly later stages of of some of his education or sort of the middle stages of it maybe yeah uh but yeah so it's a good decision here from jesse uh, i think this is one of the best things he's done in the series so far given all the clumsy sure. mistakes he's already made and you know he's kind of made a little bit of a fool of himself going back to his parents yeah. and and all that sort of thing um and yeah you get you know early in the episode where he sees all of his bro- all of what his brother ch- has achieved and he was typing that stuff on the the laptop or whatever and uh just wants mm-hmm. to put his brother on the back on the right or continues to put him on the right path so uh, i thought that was good yeah. as well 
Uh, so that's pretty much that scene. He leaves, and then um, that's pretty much that. Uh, let's move on to Walt suffers a coughing attack. Uh, or is it just inconvenient moments as well when he's like, you know, trying yes. to um, care of crazy gate like when he's that. trying to chase Jesse and all, all sorts of different scenes. Uh, so he's coughing while driving and also coughs up blood this time. I think that's the first time he's coughed up blood. In, uh, so, yeah. in the series so far. Uh, as he pulls into a gas station, he notices Ken pulling up again uh, when Ken leaves his car unattended. An angry Walt takes a uh, says squidgy here, uh, pops yeah. open the uh, Ken's hood and shorts the battery uh, car, uh, the car battery with it. The battery subsequently overheats and explodes uh, the whole car as Walt um, goes back to his car and drives off. And um, Ken's pretty shocked. So yeah, great scene, really, really great scene, and this is this is Walt's anger coming out, and um, one mm. one of the interesting discussions to kind of attach to it is attached to this is a lot of people ask like, okay, when when did Walt break bad, and because uh, obviously you know the whole series, Breaking Bad, the name of the series and that, and, and when do, when does he break bad and you know become Heisenberg, hence also the name of the podcast. Um, I I think we'll maybe notice some more definitive uh moment or scene perhaps later on i don't think this is him breaking bad here there's a lot of different checkpoints maybe that lead up to that in terms of him doing certain things this is this is maybe one of them that adds up to it but i don't think this is like the moment necessarily that he's uh broken bad so yeah um what do you think the yeah i mean we had we we've had one moment maybe before this where because yeah which is is the point where he he slightly turns on Skylar when she's having the baby scan um right, right. and you know there's you know there's anger that comes out there and there's this incident I mean of course remember Linda last week he did actually kill somebody mm. but yeah. in in that particular incident he's being forced into it in the same way that yeah. when yeah and he was scared and it was it he was forced that actually was more a self-preservation thing you know he was very much forced into doing that that wasn't him breaking bad in any particular way it it was you know he he did what he had to do to survive but he was very much pushed into that corner whereas this is a pure act of vengeance um so yeah this is he's one of the early kind of signs of it uh, somebody I noted in one of some of the notes I was looking at did point out uh, for the car nerds among you that particular model of car the battery is in the wrong place the battery would actually be in the trunk of the car not in the front but, but that's a very minor point I think uh, and it's I'm, I'm, I'm not a car person so I wouldn't yeah know. neither am I particularly I just have to read that on one of the forums uh, but um, cool. But yes it's uh, I, I really like this scene though I, I think it it's, it is this great example of you just start to see him take his anger out on other people you know yeah. which is it's got i mean not that that i didn't didn't deserve it he's a dick but yeah yeah because again he, you know driving in being loud obnoxious and all that so oh, yeah. yeah uh but ken will be fine i'm pretty sure he can yeah. well seemingly from his conversations he can certainly afford a new car so there's no problem absolutely yes so. <laughs> Yeah, we don't need to worry about Ken. But uh, great end to the episode. Speaking of that, like, it, I mean, yes. how, many, how many times in media have we seen a character walking away from an explosion in a medical <laughs> no. way? So is, this is another one of those. So yeah, great stuff. Uh, and that's the end of the episode as well. 
So uh, there we go. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week with uh, episode five. Almost finished with the first season. We got three weeks left to do, three episodes left to do. So uh, we'll continue to do those, and then uh, eventually these episodes will start coming out from September second, which the audience already knows about anyway. So there's that. Uh, no feedback at the moment. We'll see what we do with that at the end of the season. Um, maybe we'll do like an extra episode or, or something, or we'll see how that all goes uh, once the episodes actually start coming out. So look out for that as well. Um, I think that's everything. So uh, you can find everything that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. Uh, currently at the moment, lots of gaming news happening. So me and Robert have been doing some lengthy gaming podcasts because there's just there really is a lot of news. Uh, coming out for for video games at the moment so yeah. uh, have a look out for all that stuff uh, Classic Review season would have finished recently, the Jim Carrey seasons, have a look out for that um, and a bunch of other stuff happening soon as well on Entertainment Talk so have a look out for all those things as well. Uh, if you like Sport Entertainment Talk and Sport Podcast we are on Patreon, you can have a look at the $1 and $3 level tiers for instant podcast ad-free podcast and review options as well uh, Amazon affiliate link, if you're buying stuff on Amazon, we can get a small cut, it won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds, we are on iTunes, you can either subscribe to the Becoming Heisenberg podcast, or the main entertainment talk feed, uh, it's entirely up to you, but please rate, review and subscribe to that. Speaking of iTunes, David is on there through Geek Town, if you search for Geek Town, you'll be able to find the weekly Geek Town radio episodes, those come out on Tuesdays, you can also find your up-to-date and reliable TV and film news on geektown.co.uk have a look out for all that as well uh, Bex is currently streaming daily on Twitch that is uh, Trista Bytes so if you search for Trista Bytes B-Y-T-E-S so Trista and then B-Y-T-E-S you should be able to find that uh, subscribe to her follow her over there get involved in all that really cool stuff Barry is still doing horror podcasts at the moment on Talk and Stalk so you can have a look at that for those on YouTube so if you look for Talk and Stalk on YouTube you should be able to find those uh, that's for Barry's horror podcast lots of different cool stuff happening over there um um, for us as well, I'm streaming sometimes on Twitch. I'm streaming at the moment Ghost of Tsushima, and then once I'm done with that, Last of Us Part Two, New Game Plus. I don't know for when this episode comes back. It comes out if I'll be resuming with Let's Play Sundays yet, but there is 50 episodes available at least at the moment, which you can go and have a look out for. Uh, other ways you can support us: word of mouth. If you simply tell people that you know about the website, and the iTunes feeds, and everybody else's content, Geek Town, Trista Bites, Talk and Stalk, all that sort of stuff. Social media: you can share them on Facebook and Twitter, and if you can, put them in different Facebook groups. And that's it. Thank you all very much for listening. We'll see you next week for episode five. And soon we'll be finished with the season. So we'll see you for all that soon. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.